This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today is Tuesday, August 16th, 2022, and the White House Judiciary Republicans tell Joe Biden to preserve Mar-a-Lago raid documents. Team Trump drops bombshell email from FBI proving the feds wrongfully took Trump's passports, and the Biden administration tells Judge not to unseal affidavit for Mar-a-Lago raid. You are looking at the cover-up of the century right now. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Congressman James Comer is the ranking member of the House Oversight Committee who is expected to chair that committee if Republicans take the House. Congressman, good morning to you. Will you launch an investigation into what happened? Absolutely. And you just mentioned Jim Jordan has already asked Merrick Garland to preserve documents. Uh, we've requested documents on the Oversight Committee uh, from the National Archives because it appears that the National Archives played a major role in initiating this raid and we want to know exactly what documents they were concerned that were in possession of donald trump and what communication the national archives which is normally a, a sleepy government agency had with the department of justice and fbi but we have yet to receive that information once we're in the majority i can assure you we will receive that information the American people will get the answers to the questions that they have. And if any uh, laws were violated, if any ethics were breached, then those people will be held accountable. Today is Tuesday, August 16th, 2022, and the White House Judiciary Republicans tell Joe Biden to preserve Mar-a-Lago raid documents. Team Trump drops bombshell email from FBI proving the feds wrongfully took Trump's passports, and the Biden administration tells Judge not to unseal affidavit for Mar-a-Lago raid. You are looking at the cover-up of the century right now. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. House Judiciary Republicans tell Mar- Eric Garland, Christopher Ray, and Ron Klain to preserve Mar-a-Lago documents. This, ladies and gentlemen, a massive development in the FBI raid of Donald Trump. What Tucker Carlson is calling the most unprecedented violation of the presidency in American history, a politicized FBI, a politicized DOJ doing the bidding and the will of the party. The official party, like George Orwell's 1984, they care about nothing but power and they will violate everything in this country in order to get it. Now, the House Republicans are signaling that they are going to fight back. We're starting our show today with a piece of good news from none other than Jim Jordan, Republican from Ohio, ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee, and 18 other Republicans said that they are going to investigate... The White House. Read the tea leaves, step back, and understand what is actually happening here. They are planning on investigating the White House. They know things. This comes on the heels of 14 FBI whistleblowers coming to Jim Jordan. 
and stating that the FBI is corrupt and revealing their intentions here. This is a huge development. Ron Klain is the chief of staff of Joe Biden's White House. This is very, very big. Why would they be sending a preservation letter to Ron Klain if they did not know that there was some level of White House involvement in this raid. And what that would mean is that you are attempting to politically persecute Donald Trump. This is happening the same week that Joe Biden announced that he is running for re-election in 2024. You can't write the script better. Watergate 2.0. It's happening before our very eyes. Timestamp this video. This is what's going down. They sent preservation requests to Merrick Garland and the FBI director Christopher Wray as well. They're saying that they must comply by August 15th. These letters spelled out in detail what must be preserved. Republicans who will be in charge of the Judiciary Committee with what looks like a 70-seat majority in the House, possibly one of the largest majorities in American history come November tonight. Sayonara! To Liz Cheney, we will have our Liz Cheney Luza Palooza tonight. Please join us for a celebration of the loss of Liz Cheney's seat. The first time in, I think, my lifetime that a Bush, a Cheney, a Clinton, and an Obama have not been in any level of government. Celebrate, ladies and gentlemen. Let's watch the comment sections explode. No Bushes, no Cheneys, no Obamas, and no Clintons in any level of government at all. God bless America. But tonight will mark the march of Republicans, the new right, into power in Congress. Republicans say that if they regain control of the House, you heard Jim Comer there inside of the cold open, they will make it their number one priority to expose the details of the raid on Mar-a-Lago. You should construe this communication as an instruction to preserve all documents and communications and other information, including electronic information, metadata, and potentially responsive inquiry data, Republicans said in their letters. This is a letter sent directly to the man running the presidency right now. Is Ron Klain the president? We think yes. Ron Klain is Joe Biden's corrupt and totally delinquent belligerent chief of staff who is in charge of all of these decisions. Ron Klain is the president of the United States. This guy is a complete scumbag lobbyist for the left. He is utterly incompetent. And what did he know and when? This is how they took down Nixon and it's how they're going to take down Joe Biden. For the purposes of this request, preserve includes taking reasonable and responsive steps to prevent the partial or full destruction, alteration, testing, deletion, shredding, incineration, wiping, relocation, mitigation, theft, mutation, and negligent, reckless handling of any information that would be seen as incomplete or inaccessible. They have been put on notice by Jim Jordan at the FBI that this is a committee that is coming for you. The DOJ, the FBI, and the White House. Again, we're leading. There's a lot of news in this show. We have so much wood to chop, but we're leading with a story because it is so crucially important. They're going after the Biden White House. They're setting up an impeachment trap for Joe Biden. 
Among the issues covered by the request is how the execution and raid was planned, whether the FBI will plant, did plant evidence at the Mar-a-Lago estate, or bugs or communications between the DOJ and the executive office of the president and the National Archives. Jordan recently revealed the number of whistleblowers from the DOJ has described to the Judiciary Republicans how top leaders of the department pressure employees to inflate data for domestic violent extremism. The Whistleblowers are now coming out of the woodwork. There are honorable people left at these organizations. They're massive organizations. And ladies and gentlemen, you will see fireworks like you've never seen before. Who is back on air last night? Tucker Carlson. We feel compelled as people. We've worked for Tucker Carlson. We're huge fans of him. Tucker Carlson had a 30-minute monologue last night. We have two clips from it in this show. One's a three-minute clip that we could not help but play for you. It's at the end of the show. Please wait around for that because it is the most jaw-dropping clip you've ever seen broadcast on TV. What is Tucker, who has been out all week, what is his takeaway on these actions by the FBI? He is saying that this is the darkest moment in American history and we must all be warned. This is about us. It's not about Trump. This is about a free republic. Tucker, go. But for the sake of argument on our show, we're going to say that it is in fact true and that Donald Trump did in fact have boxes of classified documents sitting in his cellar. Let's say that's true. What would it mean? Well, what it means depends in part on what the documents were. Did those documents contain meaningful information? Should they have been classified in the first place? Is there a good reason the rest of us should not have been allowed to see those documents? Now, you never hear those questions asked in public, but anyone who lives in Washington knows perfectly well they should be asked in public a lot. Because in Washington, virtually anything can qualify as an official state secret, and often does. In 2011, to name one of many examples, the CIA finally declassified a trove of documents from the First World War. These documents dated back to 1917, almost 100 years before. One of these documents, the most ultra-secret of them, contained a recipe for disappearing ink. Now, why would federal bureaucrats spend an entire century hiding an outdated recipe for ink that you can buy legally in any magic store for your fifth grader? Good question. No one asked it. Instead, then-CIA director Leon Panetta issued a press release bragging about how he was giving the secret ink recipe to a grateful public. Tucker is so good in moments like these because Tucker is a member of the machine. Now, before you think that I'm slandering Tucker Carlson, my old boss, let me tell you this. Tucker Carlson comes from a journalistic news media news reading family. His father was a member of the corporate press. Tucker Carlson lived in Georgetown, started media companies. Tucker Carlson, as he will gladly tell you, happily laughing in his manic laugh that is insatiable, that he has been fired by every single media network that exists in America today. And that's true. He's lost jobs at ABC, CNN, and MSNBC. Something that won't surprise you at all is that I am addicted to my cell phone. Why? Well, because I run a digital news company and at The Benny Show, we have 10 employees and they need to be online and their service needs to work and we need to make a profit to keep in business. So I have got to be balancing my budget as well. So how do you stay online and balance a budget, especially in these tight economic times? Use Pure Talk. We use Pure Talk at The Benny Show. It is the official sponsor of The Benny Show, and their service is incredible. It is the most reliable 5G network in America, and for just 30 bucks, you can get talk, text, and data 
on America's Best Network. And with the code Benny, you get 50% off your first month. Most families save around 75 bucks by switching over to Pure Talk. That's like a tank of gas. And who couldn't use an extra tank of gas in Joe Biden's America? So go over to puretalkusa.com and use the code Benny to get 50% off your new cell service today. And if you need one more reason to do it, you provide American jobs by doing this. Pure Talk is run by a United States military veteran is their CEO man they want America to win and you will win if you switch to pure talk today use the code Benny to get 50% off Tucker Carlson of course the undisputed God King of cable news today with a triumphant show on Fox News of course rising from a phoenix from the ashes but the reason we play clips like that is because nobody understands institutional Washington better than Tucker Tucker Carlson was neighbors with Hunter Biden when all of Hunter Biden's deals were going down that we talk about on the show, Tucker Carlson was mowing the lawn and waving hi to him. Tucker knows these people. He comes from this world. The whole point of this is that Tucker knows. He understands how DC works. No one else would tell a story about disappearing ink and declassification better than Tucker to display that what is happening here is the trickery of Washington, D.C., The system is being laid bare for all of us to see. The rot, the disease inside of the temple is now being seen by all of us and is covered in the most catastrophic and truly bombshell story to come out of this entire raid. It happened yesterday and it's not getting the attention that it deserves. Ladies and gentlemen, the Trump passport saga is truly and utterly jaw-dropping in its violations of Trump's civil liberties. For instance, what they did was prevent Trump from leaving the country by stealing his passports. Donald Trump had his passports taken by the FBI. But what's most damaging here is that Donald Trump took to social media after the machine began to lie about this. And we're going we're gonna to rip this thing apart and you're going to be able to see the inside, the true rot You're going to be able to see exactly why we go so hard after Merrick Garland and why Merrick Garland must be impeached. Ladies and gentlemen, the true rot will be exposed in this story and Donald Trump has the receipts. He has now released the private emails from the FBI and you're about to see how the machine works. This is a snapshot for what they do to the people who stand in the way of their power. So here's what happened. Donald Trump went on Truth Social yesterday and said, hey, the FBI has stolen my passports. Now, this is a violation of his rights. By the way, the FBI didn't report that they did this in their request warrant back to the judge. The FBI is supposed to tell the judge everything that they took from Mar-a-Lago. The FBI so then lied on official paperwork to the judge. They never said, hey, we took all of Donald Trump's passports, thus uh, disallowing him from leaving the country and violating uh, his freedom of association and freedom of movement clause of the Constitution. So they violated Trump's constitutional rights, First Amendment, Third Amendment, Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment. Boom. They have violated so many of Donald Trump's constitutional rights, but we continue. Donald Trump took to Truth Social and said, hey, the FBI stole my three passports, one was expired, along with everything else. This is an assault, and it is third world. Fox News covered it. Take it away. There's some breaking news right now on the unprecedented Trump FBI raid. The Department of Justice is asking to keep the affidavit sealed. Now, that's the document that would give the underlying reason on how the feds are able to obtain the search warrant. 
And that comes as President Trump levels new accusations of FBI overreach. Quote, they stole my three passports, one expired, along with everything else. This is an assault on a political opponent at a level never seen before in our country, third world exclamation point. Trump also claims he had a standing order that allowed him to declassify documents as soon as they left the Oval Office and says that FBI took documents protected under attorney-client privilege. Now that comes as a growing number of Republicans are calling on the Justice Department to release the affidavit that Attorney General Merrick Garland used to sign off on the search warrant. Former federal prosecutor Andy McCarthy says there's more to the raid than what the feds have indicated. So what happened here now is that Donald Trump declared that his passports were taken by the FBI and the DOJ. Now, this is a violation of multiple constitutional rights that he has, free association, free movement. The FBI can't just steal his ability to enter or leave the country. What happened immediately afterwards is that Merrick Garland's DOJ went to Nora O'Donnell. I don't think that we have the actual image. But Merrick Garland's DOJ went to Nora O'Donnell from CBS. Nora O'Donnell tweeted, Hey, the DOJ tells me, now she is the anchor of CBS Evening News. Remember, um, what was it, Dan Rather when I was growing up? Nora O'Donnell, CBS Evening News anchor. This is a huge player. Millions of people, it's sad, but millions of people watch her every single night to get the straight dish from corporate, this is corporate, Network media, network media, free to all Americans. Nora O'Donnell tweets, hey, the DOJ just told me that we don't have any passports from Donald Trump. This entire story is a lie. Thus, that tweet goes viral, gets pushed out. It has like 10,000 retweets right now, 50,000 likes. Nora O'Donnell says the DOJ... As soon as Trump said this, DOJ agents and apparatchiks come slithering in to Nora O'Donnell and say, hey, this is a lie. Nora O'Donnell spreads that misinformation, spreads that lie to her massive audience. Again, she is a, the anchor of CBS Evening News. You are currently living through the dumpster fire of the Joe Biden presidency, and that can be a tough pill to swallow. So why add more tough pills to swallow to your nutritional supplements? Did you know that nutritional supplements in pill form is actually one of the worst ways to absorb nutrients? That's why doctors and nutritionists created Healthy Cell, a great tasting ingestible gel with 165% more absorption than pills. It's hard to make a vitamin liquid that tastes good naturally, but Healthy Cell did it. And I use Healthy Cell every single morning along with my wife, who, let me tell you, is a nutrition stickler. Nurse Kate, man, if this passes her test, it is gold. And speaking of gold, you don't want to waste your gold, your money on pills that don't work. So use Healthy Cell, something that tastes great and gets the job done. Visit HealthyCell.com backslash Benny. That's Healthy Cell, C-E-L-L, -L, and use the code Benny for 20% off your first order. HealthyCell.com backslash Benny. Be healthier than Joe Biden. Donald Trump says, oh, oh, wait a second. I got you. I'm about to take down the whole machine. Boom launches this email on your screen right now. 
This was shared by Donald Trump's spokesperson, an email directly from the FBI. I read it to you now. An email from the FBI on your screen from a guy named Jay Bratt. Perfect name for this dude. We have learned that the filter agency's three passports belonging to President Trump, two expired and one being active diplomatic passport. We're returning them and we'll be ready for pickup at WFO 2 p.m. today. I'm traveling. Coordinate with blank. Jay Bratt. Donald Trump drops the email exposing how the system works. The FBI violated Donald Trump's constitutional right. The FBI knew it violated Trump's constitutional right. Merrick Garland goes out and whines, feeble, shaking to the entire country, saying, how dare you impugn the FBI's process in law enforcement? This is what Merrick Garland says. And then, once they are in full and exposed violation of Donald Trump's constitutional right, limiting his access to leave the country or to travel, stealing his diplomatic passport that he has a legal right as an American to own and have and keep. They leak. They lie. They go to the corporate press and they slander Donald Trump. Even though the FBI is back channeling with Trump right now to deliver him the passports. This is the machine exposed. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump's deciding to take it all down. It is unequivocal how this incident right here exposes exactly how it all works. They violate your constitutional rights when you say, hey, you just violated my constitutional rights. The very organization who's tasked with your protection and law enforcement slither, claw, and and crack like rats into the corporate press, speak lies about you that are immediately megaphoned by the corporate media, in order to damage and hurt your reputation, in order to lie further. No, we didn't do that. Donald Trump called them out. Donald Trump dropped the email and exposed the FBI for what they had done. Man, this uh, Donald Trump's going to have the greatest civil lawsuit against the Department of Justice and the FBI, I think, in American history. Wow. So what else happened during this raid Fox News confirms again that if the FBI did take Donald Trump's passports, that we have it all on camera. Just in case you're wondering if that was all a hoax or if that was just something that was tantalizing or clipbait. Nope. Here we go again. You'll be able to literally watch the FBI rifle through Donald Trump's desk and steal his passports, thus violating his constitutional right, all caught on tape. Fox, take it away. The attorney for President Trump, Lindsey Halligan, is with us. I want to very specifically, are there other items that you can name besides the passports that were taken that should never have been taken? That's the thing. We don't know exactly what they took. We've asked multiple times for a real inventory uh, description of what was taken. Uh, But the inventory list they gave us is borderline worthless. It doesn't say where the documents were located, what specifically was taken. Now we know they seized his passports two of which were expired, and they gave them to his attorneys today, so he'll have them soon. But we have real concerns in terms of whether they were right to take certain things. The Department of Justice is not communicating with us as to what the evidence uh, is and what their intentions are, but we will continue to try to get to the bottom of it. The Department of Justice clearly has different rules for Donald Trump than anyone else out there.
the whole right, system so truly does suffer when they write different rules for different people. Why were you and another attorney of the president denied access to watch what was going on and who specifically were they asking to turn off the surveillance footage? They didn't give us a reason uh, for preventing us from going inside the property. I even tried to get in the property just for sake of air conditioning because it was like 95 degrees outside and they were there from 10 a.m. to 6.30, I think. Uh, but they wouldn't even let me stand inside the property where they weren't searching. They asked uh, President Trump and I think his managers to um, turn off the surveillance, uh, which they didn't. The FBI demanded that Donald Trump turn off the apparatus that would give him the evidence he would need in order to sue the FBI and the DOJ for violating his constitutional rights. For instance, taking his passport. That is exactly what they did. Donald Trump proved they did it. Donald Trump released the emails and Donald Trump's going to have a hell of a lawsuit on his hands. Let's say you're walking down the street and you see Paul Pelosi wobbling and wandering out of a bar and he offers to give you a ride home. Would you get in his car? Let's say Hunter Biden offered to take your laptop to the repair shop. Would you let him? Of course not, because you're a smart person. So why would you let Hunter Biden's father and Paul Pelosi's wife, Nancy and Joe, run your bank account? Of course you wouldn't. Why are you trusting these people to manage your money? They are doing a horrific job of it, and you can see the signs of that all around the country. Inflation is going insane. Inflation is real. The real CPI is at another 40-year high. The recession is real. They're lying to you. There is a recession, and if your money is tied up in the U.S. dollar, then you are messing with fire. You are getting inside of that passenger seat with Paul Pelosi at the wheel slurring his words. It's critical for you to take a hard look right now at your family's value, income, and savings and say, wait a second, it's time to diversify. Gold and silver is what I suggest through my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free information kit on how to diversify your savings with precious metals. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and countless five-star reviews. I myself have used Birch Gold and I now have some of my savings diversified into actual, literal, physical gold that I can hold in my hand and it is a wonderful feeling, ladies and gentlemen gentlemen. Text Benny to 989898 to get a Birch Gold Info Kit today and start learning about real value. A man who has been defending Donald Trump, a lawyer, one of the very few in America that is actually defending Donald Trump here, and is calling out the abuses of the DOJ and the FBI, and directly calling in a brand new op-ed for the impeachment of Merrick Garland and Christopher Wray, one of the highest level thinkers on the right and one of the foremost judicial minds in our movement, Mike Davis joins us now. Mike, you have a brand new op-ed that says, hey, this is the time to impeach Merrick Garland and this is the time to impeach Christopher Wray. Can you walk us through this op-ed that published yesterday and it's been across the world uh, in Newsweek and what your rationale is for this? So this raid of a former president is unprecedented it was unnecessary and it was unlawful uh, and it was uh, unprecedented it's never happened before in our history we're not a third world banana republic where we sick federal law enforcement 
agents after our political uh, past and future political enemies like uh, the Biden Justice Department has done here with President Trump. It was unnecessary because President Trump was clearly cooperating with the investigators. He was uh, allowing them access to Mar-a-Lago. He, he uh, took the recommendation to change the lock. Uh, he, there, there was no evidence that he was hiding records, destroying records, not cooperating with the investigation. And it was unlawful in two different regards. Um, number one, the Biden Justice Department went to U.S. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinert down in West Palm Beach, Florida, and they had to have known that Bruce Reinhardt, uh, Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt, recused from the loss of Trump, President Trump's lawsuit against Hillary Clinton six weeks ago. So if he had a conflict six weeks ago, how did that conflict, how did that judicial conflict go away over the last six weeks? And maybe that conflict stemmed from the fact that in 2017, uh, before Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt became a judge in 2018, he was picked by the other judges on the Southern District of Florida, uh, on the court of the Southern District of Florida, uh, Magistrate Judge Reinhardt posted a Facebook uh, post in 2017 uh, attacking President Trump's uh, personally and attacking his character. So he has an obvious conflict of interest, an obvious bias against Trump. At a minimum, he has an apparent uh, conflict of interest against Trump. And either one of those, you have to recuse as a federal judge under the U.S. Code and under uh, uh, Canon 2 and Canon 2A of the judicial canons. So the question that you, ha you should that the Trump people need to be asking, they should file a motion to quash this subpoena and get this judge removed because he, President Trump has a constitutional right to have uh, to not be have the FBI sicked on him through a, a home raid based upon a uh, uh, an order from a biased judge. That's number one. The other reason that this is an illegal raid is because it was unnecessary. If you're looking at the case law under home rage, that is the last step that you take. You 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 try to cooperate. There's no reason that that the Justice Department could, couldn't cooperate. All presidents have the inherent constitutional power to declassify anything they want for any reason they want in any manner they want. And they do not need to jump through Congress's hoops. They do not need to jump through any bureaucrats hoops. They do not need to seek any permission. So any statute or regulation like the Espionage Act does not apply to the president. He is the commander in chief. It does not apply to the president. It applies to everyone else. And there is a Supreme Court decision in 1988, uh, Department of Navy versus Egan, that makes that very clear, reaffirms that point going back to our founding. So that's number one. The pre president Trump, when he left the White House and took these records with them, he declassified them and period. He does not have classified records in Mar-a-Lago. But even if he does have classified records, you have to think about this. All former presidents get a federally funded office. They get office space. They get secure office space, including SCIFs for classified materials. The president and his pay, uh, federally paid staff get security clearances. He has secret service protection that protect physical documents. This is not like Hillary Clinton's server where foreign governments can hack into it. These are paper records. These are mementos and other records that every president takes when they leave office. And then what happens? This is why this home read was unnecessary. Every president does this. They take records. Hell, the Clintons took like $180,000 worth of furniture and rugs and flatware out of the White House. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. 
From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. President Trump, Trump took like love letters from the North Korean dictator. And so what happens is, is there are there are two issues here. There, there are, if these are classified records, a former president has to go through steps under classified records because he's not the current commander in chief. But again, these were not classified records because President Trump declassified them when he took them out of the White House. So then it becomes a mere dispute under the Presidential Records Act, whether these are personal records that belong to Trump, where he gets to keep them, or if they're presidential records where they belong, they're owned by the National Archives, but they're almost always given right back to the former president to put in his put in his library. There is no criminal component to the Presidential Records Act. This is a pretextual political. Uh, uh, this is a pretextual political charade that Attorney General Merrick Garland and FBI Director Chris Ray are doing, and it's part of their their pattern and practice of giving amnesty to to President Biden, his son Hunter his brother James and all Biden supporters, and then sicking the FBI, the full force of the federal government after all Trump supporters, whether they're every grandma and goofball who trespassed on January 6th and who got gas, maybe even took selfies on the Senate floor, or they're sending the FBI after parents uh, down in Loudoun County, Virginia, who are at public school board meetings upset that, that what they're teaching in their kids' schools. I mean, it, it, and they want to they, they want to give amnesty to people who are who are who have their the abortion industry who is organizing illegal obstruction of justice campaigns outside of supreme court justice homes requiring justices and their families to go to their to go to safe houses and 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 an assassination attempt on justice kavanaugh his wife ashley and their two daughters attorney general merrick garland and fbi director his uh, fbi director chris ray his poodle have totally politicized the Justice Department, and they have violated their oaths in doing this to administer impartial justice. So when Republicans take over the House in January, they need to impeach them. There needs to be a political consequence to what they're doing. I think that uh, introducing you as a foremost legal scholar and one of the few people talking out about this is, of course, a correct introduction for you. However, for those who don't know, Mike Davis was instrumental in the ferrying of Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh onto the Supreme Court. And I think you had a little bit of a hand in Amy Coney Barrett. I know that for sure. But you were principal in the direction of the new Clarence Thomas court. You've come on the program and talked about it. Could this case land before the Supreme Court, as you sometimes see with presidential decisions and dockets, could this potentially wind up as Trump's constitutional rights being violated if you're stealing his passports, for instance, and then lying about it, uh, and then the unreasonable search and seizure, this does seem, as you just mentioned, to violate the president's constitutional rights. Well, and it's also much bigger than President Trump. This is about the presidency. And so this, I can I can see that the Biden Justice Department trying to move forward with an indictment against President Trump because they're so deranged. And I can see some Democrat hack judge on the D.C. District Court going along with this. I can see the, uh, the, the Obama-appointed leftist on the D.C. Circuit going along this and and this will almost certainly go to the Supreme Court. And I, I wow. can actually see Democrat-appointed justices on the Supreme Court, sane ones like Justice Kagan, understanding that this is too damaging 
to the presidency. The Democrats' obsession wow. with getting Trump, it, 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 they have to stop this. Look what, look what they're doing with Trump. They're trying to tighten the noose. They started with January 6th, trying to overblow January 6th into, into something that it was not, trying to say that it was some grand scheme and grand insurrection, and then they want to put Trump supporters in jail, uh, you know, pretrial detention for almost two years without charges or uh, pending their trials. And so that was step one is, is going after President Trump's supporters. Step two was going after President Trump's top aides. They eviscerated 250 years of constitutional executive privilege going back to George Washington, where senior presidential advisors can give candidate advice to the president of the United States so he can do his job without having to worry about these advisors getting hauled before Congress. And that's exactly what they did with this January 6th kang kangaroo commission. So they have they, they've eviscerated executive privilege for President Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, his uh, uh, presidential advisor, Steve Bannon, uh, his trade director, Peter Navarro, even his White House counsel, Pat Cipollone. This is unprecedented, dangerous territory that we're going into. And now they've done this unprecedented, unlawful, unnecessary home raid of President Trump. And they're, they've crossed a red line. They're damaging. They're, they've, they, they are really damaging the the presidency. And if they indict President Trump, they're going to tear the country apart. And so that's why House Republicans need to step up now and, and start calling for the impeachment of Attorney General Merrick Garland and, and FBI Director Chris Wray. Fortunately, it seems like the, the people in the House who have the most backbone are the women and that. So Marjorie Taylor Greene has already done this. So uh, cheers to her for having more backbone than her than her male colleagues. She was on the program this Friday, fresh off the steps, announcing her impeachment articles against Merrick Garland. Mike, final question for you, and thank you for your wisdom and your time today. Uh, it is, it really is wonderful to hear this from somebody in the legal profession and somebody with such a tie to Donald Trump and his judiciary and the people who have uh, been appointed by him. Uh, there is, in your, in your uh, uh, op-ed here, we cannot allow law enforcement agencies to become third world political hit squads. House Republicans must impeach Garland and FBI Director Ray for their unprecedented destruction of politicization of the Justice Department and when they reclaim power in January. I think that this is really important. You also state that the Senate Republicans must dismantle and rebuild the FBI so political raids like this never happen again. This is the point I want to sort of burrow down on. Do you think that this will suddenly become normal? I mean, would I don't technically want, I know this is potentially not going to be popular with viewership right now, but I don't technically want any president to be able to order political raids against their political enemies, even if that president's on my side. Unless, of course, they're entirely justified, which I think that Hunter Biden and James Biden and the Biden family needs to be criminally held in uh, contempt and also Hillary Clinton. But nonetheless, unless the evidence underlies it, this should not become the norms in America. And that seems to be what you're arguing against, right? It seems to be that you're making the argument that this is not America. It is not America. And, the, and so what needs to happen is, is when Republicans take back the House and God willing, Republicans take back the Senate in November, my former boss, your former home state senator, uh, Ben, Chuck Grassley, will become the Senate Judiciary Committee chairman again. And he has long been very suspicious of the FBI going back decades, going back to Ruby Ridge. And he he is the type of guy, he's the king of oversight, and he's the type of guy who will go in there and clean house in the FBI. He's the guy who exposed the Russian collusion uh, charade. 
uh, illegal charade by the Democrats to take out Trump. And so that's what we need to do. The, the, the problem is, is we need to reform. The, it's not the line agents that the, 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 you're, you're hearing the attorney general and FBI director trying to say that we're attacking the line agents and law enforcement. That's nonsense. We are going after the political leadership. We're going after Biden and Harris and Garland and Ray, the top leaders and the and then the, the deep state snakes who work at the top echelons at the FBI. Those are the people we're going after. This is this is not an attack on the, the line FBI agents. They are good Americans doing a good job every day. It's the political leadership. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I just I don't want to see an America where this becomes normal, where the political persecution there is. It is illegal to throw someone in jail for their political beliefs in America as repulsive or as much as I disagree with them. That's the whole basis of this nation. And they are crossing the Rubicon, as, as you rightly write out. I hope that Republican majorities listen to you. Final question. Do you think that they will? I mean, do you think they're going to have the stones to go and impeach? Well, you know, I would say this, that uh, politicians are uh, are not exactly profiles in courage. So I think it's really important that the conservative movement keeps them on their toes, that keeps pushing them to do things, because if there's not pressure on the right for for Republican politicians to do things, they're not going to do it. Right. So it's easy just to go along and get along in the swamp. So it's it's very important that we, we keep the pressure on them. Okay. Check out Mike Davis's absolutely spectacular op-ed in Newsweek, uh, Why Garland and Ray Must Be Impeached for the Unconscionable Trump Raid. This is a spectacular piece, and it will show you the legal theory behind the impeachment and not just the raw grassroots energy. Mike Davis, where can people find you and follow your work? Uh, Yeah, it's article3project.org, article number three project on Getter and Twitter and Truth. Uh, and uh, MRDDMIA for my personal, MRDDMIA, my initials in Des Moines, Iowa. And thanks for having me on, that. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Davis is saying that the Senate must stop the political persecution that the FBI is engaging in right now. And Mike Davis is correct. This from the Washington Examiner shows that there may be bipartisan consensus to end the FBI. And this is a real stunner. Senate Intel Committee sends bipartisan request for transparency. Mar-a-Lago search. Mark Warner, who's a Democrat from Virginia, and Marco Rubio from Florida said that they are going to jointly be investigating this raid. Now, I don't trust Democrats as far as I can throw them. And Mark Warner, I don't think I could throw him very far. I think I could throw Jerry Nadler really far. Jerry Nadler is like a Muppet. But nonetheless, they are, have fired off a letter to Director of National Intelligence, Avril Haines and Attorney General Merrick Garland, requesting classified briefing on the documents unveiled in the search, as well as an assessment of the national security risks of mishandling those documents. In his remarks, Merrick Garland claimed that there was a substantial public interest in the execution of the unprecedented search warrant. Uh, Rubio said in a statement that this is not enough. They are going to be demanding oversight in the Senate. And if Republicans take back the Senate, as Mike Davis just told us, Chuck Grassley will be in charge. Chuck Grassley is the old bull of the Senate. He gets stuff done, just like Devin Nunez, who is now the head of Truth Social, used to in the House. When Devin Nunez was in the House, the only reason we know anything about Russiagate right now is because of Devin Nunez and Cash Patel investigating in the House. So it's very important to bring on the former congressman on an issue like this. He was on Newsmax saying that if you really want to hide something from the FBI, he knows a special way to do it. Go. That was a mistake, see? 
if Republicans, anybody wants to hide anything, all you got to do, hide it on Hunter Biden's laptop. It's guaranteed FBI, DOJ, they'll never find it. Never see it. Never find it. <laughs> Come on. We can add a little bit. We've, had, we've been doing like, now it feels like weeks of very serious shows. We can add a little bit of humor. Uh, hide it on Hunter Biden's laptop. The meme goes like this. Inside of Trump's safe, there was nothing but Hunter Biden's laptop file. That's what should have happened. Inside of Trump's safe, they should have known this was going on. There should have just been a smoking Hunter Biden laptop sitting inside the safe, and then the FBI would have to acknowledge its existence. This is a major deal. It is beginning to unite the country. The reason why Rubio and Warner are calling for these declassifications of the Department of Justice's rationale for going in And this is, again, the way a warrant works is you go and you give your evidence to the judge, you present the underlying case to raid and destroy someone's civil liberties in America, and then the judge is able to determine whether you have the right to raid someone's home. The FBI, of course, waited for a pedo protector judge, Bruce Reinhart, in this state, Florida, Shocking. I mean, we don't talk enough about this. Jack Posobiec tweeted this. We don't talk enough about the fact that an Epstein judge is on the federal bench. How is that possible? A man who protected serial pederast Jeffrey Epstein and his cabal, the people who actually were uh, complicit and commiserate in Jeffrey Epstein's crimes. This is the guy who represented his secretary, his his sex slave trade uh, 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 attaches and the pilot, the pilot who flew Bill Gates and Bill Clinton down to Little St. James multiple times. Bill Clinton in the flight logs, 17 times. This is a, this is a judge who has done that, who's defending, who's defending Jeffrey Epstein. This is the judge. We don't talk enough about him. Ladies and gentlemen, what will happen and what the next fight is over is the affidavit. The next fight is over the affidavit because the affidavit presides, proves the theories of the FBI. It lays forth what the FBI thought their underlying evidence was for the raid. Now, we've seen the warrant. The warrant itself said things like, oh, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be, you know, classified documents or so on. There's going to be, you know, we're going to find stuff there that Trump shouldn't have. That's the warrant itself. And then we're going to report back to you what we took. The affidavit is the evidence. And that's where the fight is. Ladies and gentlemen, that's where we're headed. That's going to be a bombshell. And the team Trump is ready. They are ready to go with their own evidence of how this was utterly and completely and egregiously mishandled with the tapes. We were watching last night, Eric Trump. We're following all of the Trump team media hits right now. Eric Trump dropped an absolute bombshell last night on, I believe it was Hannity's show, saying that they are ready to release the tapes of this raid at any moment and that they are waiting for the right time. Now, as we saw in our story about Donald Trump releasing his emails with the FBI, they are going to wait until they catch them in a lie. And then they are going to drop probably the most viewed piece of Viral political video in America raiding by raiding by raiding through Donald Trump's private residence in Mar-a-Lago. This is Donald Trump's home. They went through Melania Trump's closet. I don't know if Melania Trump's closet has a camera in it. I hope not. For I don't want a camera in my closet. But there are cameras everywhere at Mar-a-Lago, and everyone who's been there knows this. So Eric Trump saying, "Hey, ladies and gentlemen, 
We are waiting for the exact right time. We have the footage and we are going to bring it to bear when they come after us. Watch. Donald Trump there right. for him. Last We're 90 question. days out, Sean, from the midterms. Yeah. It's, not, it's not surprising. This timing is not surprising and it's backfiring on these people. Will you, you still have the surveillance tape, is that correct? Will you, are you allowed to share that with the country? Absolutely, Sean, at the right time. And your body cam point was spot on. That's why cops wear body cams. They don't tell you to turn off cameras. They want transparency, and that's not what happened here. And you know for a fact they asked for the cameras to be turned off. They asked for the cameras to be turned off. Wow. All right. Eric Trump. Unbelievable time. It is an unbelievable time. It's so unbelievable that Democrats are being caught on hot mics saying that Joe Biden will not survive this, that Joe Biden is finished. This is just a slight divergence from the raid story, but it is in parallel right now. Democrat Rep Maloney saying that Biden will not run for president again. Thought she was off the record. The saga is really tantalizing. Carolyn Maloney running for office in New York. The New York Times said earlier this month that President Biden was not running for office. Off the record, he's not running again, Maloney said. She said this to the editorial board member of the New York Times while they were on the record. In reporting interviews and subjects, she is ready to go. She has also said this, of course, on CNN. This is the same person that said on CNN that Joe Biden is not running for office. This is a high-ranking member of the Democrat caucus. I believe that Democrats are watching this play out and saying we are losing the country. We are losing the American people. Polling shows that independents are suddenly reanimated to vote for Republicans after the FBI raid. And that Republicans are animated. 85% of Republicans say they are more animated to get to the polls due to the FBI raid. And Democrats are saying, this is very, very bad for Joe Biden. Fox News covered this in all of its glory. And Harris Faulkner with the uh, beat down here. But now there's the next chapter. So this is how it started. Carol Maloney outright saying that the president might skip it. Should President Biden run again in 2024? I don't believe he's running for re-election. Shortly after that, she apologized and was quite obsequious to the president. Kissy, kissy. But then this weekend, Congresswoman Maloney told the New York Times, and all of this is a quote, off the record, he's not running again. The editor then said, nope, this is on the record. Maloney apparently didn't know that. And then she said, on the record? No, he should not run again. I don't know if that cleaned it up. Maloney is part of the growing list of dims souring on another Biden term. But the White House seems to be quite dug in. Tends to run. We're not even focused on 2024. We're focusing on the moment right now, 2022. Okay, I don't think Corinne Jean-Pierre is going to help there. And I do not think this raid helps. They're trying to present this united front and say that this raid was justified. Everyone knows it wasn't. And everybody is fully aware that what is happening here inside of the Biden Department of Justice and FBI is potentially going to lead to his impeachment. And that is why you're seeing Democrats like Carolyn Maloney hedge against it. And here comes the affidavit fight. This is the next fight, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready. We are we are preparing you for what is going to go down. And a bit of breaking news here. The judge, Bruce Reinhardt, has now scheduled a hearing to unseal the affidavit. As we said, 
The reason that this must happen is because this is the underlying evidence that Donald Trump was doing something nefarious or illegal inside of Mar-a-Lago. It is contained inside the affidavit. The reason why you know that this is entirely bunk, just like every FISA warrant that they got for Russiagate, just like every single time they ever spied on Trump, is that they are using the exact same system. They're going to point to Maggie Haberman at the New York Times. They're going to point to a bunch of hearsay, nonsense, and personal slander and use that as the underlying evidence in order to raid Donald Trump and in order to violate his civil liberties. They've already done it before. They did this with Russiagate. They used the Steele dossier, something that was concocted, completely manufactured, via the Clinton campaign using agents of Russia to say that Donald Trump was an agent of Russia. They used the Steele dossier in an affidavit in order to spy on Trump the first time. And this affidavit is going to be just as devastating. They're going to use hack reports, hearsay, and water cooler nonsense from inside of the deep state. Mark my words, this is why the FBI and the DOJ are fighting this tooth and nail. They don't want you to see their evidence to raid Donald Trump. The Department of Justice requested on Monday that a Florida judge keep the affidavit sealed. The warrant that led to the FBI's August 8th raid on Mar-a-Lago to protect the integrity of an ongoing law enforcement investigation. That's what they always say. An affidavit is uh, is the inciting incident of the warrant as the party's written oath of statement under penalty of perjury. The request to see the information was filed in the U.S. District Court of the Southern District of Florida by various media groups who needed and wanted to see the information. This is being filed in the state of Florida. The state of Florida is fighting back hard against this. Ron DeSantis was on stage this weekend in Arizona with Turning Point Action, and he had this to say as it pertains to the raid that happened in his state. Ron, take it away. These agencies have now been weaponized to be used against people that the government doesn't like. And you look at the raid at Mar-a-Lago, and I'm just trying to, I'm trying to remember, maybe someone here can remind me about when they did a search warrant at Hillary's house in Chappaqua, when she had a rogue server and she was laundering classified information. I don't remember them doing that. I do remember them manufacturing a false conspiracy theory about Russia collusion. I remember that. That was not true. That was an abuse of power. I remember a lawyer for the FBI got caught doctoring an application for FISA surveillance against an innocent man. I remember the FBI at Merrick Garland's direction being sicked on parents going to school board meetings. Meanwhile, when you have a law that protects Supreme Court justices, is the FBI out there protecting our conservative justices? No. When you have violations of law where people are targeting pregnancy crisis centers, are they doing their job and enforcing the law there? No. They're enforcing the law based on who they like and who they don't like. That is not a republic. Well, it may be it's a banana republic when that happens. They're enforcing the law based on who they like and who they don't like is what Rhonda Savage has to say here in Florida. He's exactly right. You know who's on the side of right based on the parties who want to release the affidavits. Trump calls for immediate release of the affidavits 
affidavit justifying the FBI search of Mar-a-Lago. Donald Trump has said there is no way to justify the unannounced raid of Mar-a-Lago, the home of the 45th president of the United States. Uh, Donald Trump saying that he wants the release of the affidavit now. I call for transparency, Trump says. The immediate release and complete unredacted affidavit pertaining to the horrible, shocking break-in. Trump also called for the judge in the case to be recused. Other lawmakers have also called for the release of the affidavit and other documents supporting the search warrant of Trump's home. That is where we will find the actual underlying evidence as to whether the FBI was doing Russiagate 2.0. Again, they used the Steele dossier paid for by the Clinton campaign created through Russian spies and British crackpots Trump hating, Trump derangement symptom narcissist, Christopher Steele. That was the underlying documentation. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, that's probably the biggest bombshell of my lifetime that to spy on Donald Trump, the underlying evidence of that was a document produced by the Clinton campaign. In case you're wondering if every system in this country is a sham, that's all you need to know. Well, we're going to find out ladies and gentlemen, because just breaking seconds ago before the show started, we were a little bit late because we wanted to get all of the news in now. The judge has scheduled a hearing. Reinhardt scheduled a in-person hearing on Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear the arguments to unseal the search warrant of the Trump Mar-a-Lago raid. So we may yet see exactly why the FBI did this, why the DOJ thought that they were justified in doing this, and here is where your impeachment articles come from. This is where it comes. If this turns out to be another hoax, then ladies and gentlemen, we are watching impeachment. Impeachment proceedings of Christopher Wray and Merrick Garland and potentially the apparatchiks of Joe Biden. This is how they got Nixon. They started plucking off the deputies they started to get the people who were complicit in the crime. By the way, any person with a badge who executed this warrant, they need to be stripped of that badge. Any FBI agents involved in this raid need to lose their jobs and their pensions and their firearms right now. The reason why this is such an important moment is detailed in Tucker Carlson's show last night. The most important clip, I think, on the internet right now. Now, it is uh, a three-minute clip. But what Tucker does is he goes through the history of the recent two years of Joe Biden's DOJ and what they have done in order to prosecute their political enemies. And ladies and gentlemen, if this does not sound like a broken third world African nation, something that you would read about and say, wow, God, I hope I'm really glad I don't live in Somalia where something like this can happen. If you are not watching this, if you are a leftist and you are not a leftist, but if you're a liberal or just a, a Democrat, and if you can't watch this clip with clear eyes and with an open heart and say, wait a second, something is deeply wrong with America, then something is deeply wrong with your soul. The most damaging clip to ever be broadcast in American history against the Biden regime, Tucker Carlson, take it away. Donald Trump has been swept up by Merrick Garland's Department of Justice. Their homes raided, their personal communications seized and leaked to the media. Some have been arrested and thrown in jail. Donald Trump's lawyers are the primary targets. Today, the DOJ subpoenaed Eric Hirschman. He represented Trump during the first impeachment. Hirschman never worked in the White House counsel's office. The Biden administration is going after him anyway because he gave legal advice to his client, Donald Trump. That used to be allowed. 
people used to be allowed to have lawyers and speak to them privately, but that's not allowed anymore. That's why the CIA seized attorney-client records from Mar-a-Lago. It's also why the DOJ is now directly targeting Trump's most prominent personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani. For years, the feds have been going after Giuliani's associates, including a man called George Dixon. Dixon was working on a documentary about Hunter Biden. Last year, the FBI raided his home in California. The feds also broke into Giuliani's own apartment, as well as his office in New York. Then the FBI targeted a Giuliani associate called Igor Fruman because he dug up evidence of misconduct by Joe Biden in Ukraine. They sent Fruman to prison. Then the FBI seized the phone of prominent conservative attorney Victoria Tenzing. She'd worked with Giuliani in 2020 to investigate election fraud. They raided her home. Today, the DOJ announced that Giuliani himself is a target of a federal investigation. Why exactly? Well, because like Tenzing and so many others who were now under investigation or under arrest, Giuliani questioned the 2020 election outcome, in this case, in the state of Georgia. Really, questioning the election outcome in the state of Georgia. Isn't that something Stacey Abrams has made a career of doing? Yes. But Republicans no longer have that right. Not long ago, more than a dozen federal agents swooped in for a pre-dawn raid on former Trump official Jeff Clark. They left him on the street in his underwear for maximum humiliation. Then they seized John Eastman's phone. Eastman was also a Trump attorney. He was approached by six agents at a restaurant in New Mexico while leaving dinner with his wife. They patted him down and forced him to provide facial biometric data to unlock his phone. Then the DOJ tried the same thing with Steve Bannon's lawyer, Bob Costello, trying to force him to surrender his privileged phone and email records. We could go on and on and on. The point is, all of this is illegal. It violates the First Amendment. It violates long-established attorney-client privilege. But it's happening right in front of us. A lot. The FBI shackled former Trump official Peter Navarro as he was boarding a flight at Reagan National Airport. He was handcuffed, denied food and water, refused permission to make a phone call to his lawyer. Then because that wasn't terrifying enough, Biden's FBI went after a sitting congressman, perceived as too close to Trump. His name is Congressman Scott Perry. A day after the Mar-a-Lago raid, the Fed seized Congressman Perry's phone while he was traveling with his family. They could have called his lawyer and set up something. They didn't bother. They just nabbed him in front of his family. And these are just the prominent victims of this crackdown on civil liberties being conducted by the Biden administration. Of course, in the wake of the January 6th election justice protests, more than 900 people have been arrested and charged with crimes arising from that day. 900, almost all of them nonviolent, almost all of them with no previous criminal record. More than 50 of them have been sentenced to prison so far, including a woman with terminal cancer. Her crime, walking around the Capitol building for a few minutes. And that's just the beginning. There are another 500 cases to go. In fact, the DOJ is getting another $34 million and another 130 more employees just to handle all those cases from January 6th, from the election justice protests, which is what they were. Tucker Carlson, in that three-minute clip, just exposed precisely what kind of a nation you live in. It is an edifice. What you believe about America is untrue because there is capture of power by people who I don't think have any ideology other than their lust of power, their addiction to power. They will weaponize and they will use, they will desecrate and they will shred our constitutional documents, which is just a piece of paper to these people, to be violated again and again and again in the pursuit of power. People who deserve to be in prison, John Brennan, Michael Hayden, Clapper, the people who lie under oath to Congress, the permanent state, the unaccountable state, is in itself unconstitutional. 
There is nothing in our founding that has anything to do with permanent governance, permanent positions, unelected permanent positions. Even Supreme Court justices are accountable and can be impeached. They're accountable to the Senate that confirms them. They're accountable to the president that appoints them. They're they're accountable to the people who could get them impeached if they elect enough senators. The only people in our country, in the edifice of our government, who are unaccountable and who are lashing out right now like a mortally wounded animal at Donald Trump, their biggest threat, using every single tool of lawfare and raw, blunt law enforcement force to attack him and everyone associated with him, and by him we mean Donald Trump, 45th president of the United States, is the unaccountable superstate of permanent bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. Ask yourself why are the five richest counties in America all surrounding Washington? A swamp, a wretched place to live. No, no intrinsic national beauty. No intrinsic national product. Like, let's say, the automobile industry in Detroit. Or Silicon Valley in San Francisco. The industry of Washington, D.C. is pure, distilled, distilled permanent political power. And those who can get their hands on those levers will never let them go unless they are forced to. The way to force them out is what Donald Trump began. Donald Trump took the first step of a thousand mile journey in his presidency by removing Jim Comey, Peter Strzok, Andrew McCabe, by humiliating various members of this permanent class who thought that they would rule forever. They fancy themselves kings appointed on high to rule over us. But there are no kings in America. There's just us. And if you look at the founding of our nation, it is the first nation in history where the power emanates from the governed and not the other way around. For the entire expanse of human history from the King, King Solomon to the pharaohs to the Roman emperors to the British crown, the power has emanated from the sovereign down upon the people, and the people are powerless in the face of the sovereign. America flipped that on its head. We the people still have the power in this nation. We the people can send Republicans to Congress. We can excavate the permanent state. We can rip the top layer of corruption and rot off the topsoil and allow something new to grow. The new right, the new left can join forces on a couple of things, actually. I had a very inspiring chat with Tulsi Gabbard recently, where her and I, we just sat down at a hotel in Colorado and we just talked. Cameras were off and we just talked. There is a lot that can be agreed upon with common sense sanity because nobody wants to be subject to the rule of authoritarian fascists, which are who these people have proven themselves to be. We say Godspeed to Donald Trump. We are, pre- we are happy to be seeing the numbers supporting President Trump uh, in, in greater numbers than ever before. People being animated by this raid. It is having the backfire effect as it always does. We'll see you tonight for Liz Cheney, Luza Palooza, where we will cover Liz Cheney's loss. A lot of special guests joining us. We hope you tune in at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are building a community here that will build the future of this country. A better America can lie before us with a return to our first principles and with a return to what made this country great. 
rule of the people, consent of the governed, the eradication of a system that has led to a permanent class of unelected bureaucrat rulers. That system is broken, it is diseased, and it deserves to collapse under its own rot as all corrupt institutions do. Whether it be the Soviet Union, whether it be Nazi Germany, whether it be communist China, which is having its own problems right now. You are beginning to see it. The cracks are appearing and it is time for us, we the people, in the last great, last great hope on earth, America, to stand up and to say no more. That is what we do on this program every single day. Thank you so much for joining us. We are free, men and women. We were born that way and we intend to reign that way and that's because we have our priorities straight. God, family, country. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show.